1: Fox News Podcasts presents the Bread Bear Podcast
2: It's time now for our Common Ground segment. Joining us tonight, Delaware Democratic Senator Chris Coons and North Dakota Republican Senator Kevin Kramer. Senators, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. You all are working on something called the Prove It Act, which
0: essentially does what, Senator Kramer? (laughs) Well, it proves it. It, What it does is it demonstrates what I think we already suspect if not know and that is that american businesses are put at a global disadvantage when other countries produce the same and manufacture the same products we do that are carbon intensive what we want to do is prove that american industry is the cleanest industry in the world so
2: you know some stats on that total co2 emissions in 2020 million metric tons united states uh, 4258 china uh, 10,081. If you look at this chart of annual emissions, China goes through the roof uh, in recent mm-hmm. years, Senator Coons. And obviously, this bill is a little bit pointed to- that way. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so my hope is that this will lay the foundation for us to better protect American manufacturing. Uh, we manufacture steel and aluminum, and glass and cement here in the United States uh, in a low emissions way. Uh, the Chinese, the Russians, the Indians, other countries Um, ship their products into our economy that are much higher emissions products and if we ultimately end up putting tariffs on those high emissions products to protect our low emissions products, I think that'd be a good outcome. But Kevin and I are partnering on an initial bill, the Prove It Act, that does the study to lay the scientific foundation for whether or not we might do that in the future. But don't you kind of know the answer? So? Yes, I think I mean, do. Yeah. you've
2: got the top steel-producing countries in 2022. China, overwhelmingly, we are actually on fourth in this list. Why not just say, okay, we kind of know the answer. Why
0: don't we just increase the tariffs? Well, there's a couple of reasons for that. One is... Um, other countries will want to use the lack of evidence against us, and already do to some degree. We also have trading partners, particularly in Europe, that have carbon border adjustment mechanisms that have already done the study. They know where they stand, and our products sold into their markets, even our our allies, will run the the risk of facing a tariff. So we need to have demonstrated the same evidence, to to Chris's point, so that if it comes down to that, um, we can, again, prove that we're at par if not cleaner than they are. Are you all hopeful about U.S.-China relations?
2: Or are you skeptical? Are you worried?
1: What's the sense? Senator Coons. There's lots of tension in our relationship. Um, we have a robust economic relationship. We are big trading partners. But in terms of national security, uh, protecting America's inventions and innovation, um, and frankly, some of the grievance that's come from decades of our good jobs being shipped uh, to China, uh, there's a lot of tensions in the relationship. I'm encouraged by the recent visits by Secretary Yellen, Secretary Blinken to China. It has taken it from an all time low point to at least reopening conversation. Uh, But frankly, we have very different systems. The Chinese Communist Party um, is really in control of that nation and its systems, and they are increasingly aggressive uh, globally and in their region. And I think that's putting us on a path towards uh, tension that we ought to be trying to reduce through conversation and through open lines of communication. You
2: all work on a number of different things. There's a lot of common ground. More and more of your colleagues are coming up here to talk about what they're working on. Ukraine seems to be a bipartisan unity factor up there. Is that still true, even on the
0: Republican side? Well, it, it's still true, and I think it's largely true, in fact. And and I would say it, it's one of those things that ebbs and flows a little bit, Brett. Um, We have probably a little more concern because we have people that are concerned about our fiscal situation in the United States appropriately, concerned about the open southern border. But all of those, as important as they are, still shouldn't keep us from doing what we know to be the right thing and what we have bipartisan support for, and that is supporting Ukraine and and by doing so making sure that the United States is also safe and that NATO is strengthened. And the cluster munitions move. um,
2: There's a story that unprepared for the long war, U.S. Army under the gun to make more ammo. Uh, as we're giving these cluster munitions, the Army's spending about $1.5 billion to try to ramp up production of 155-millimeter rounds. The president just said the other day, we're, we're running low
1: that's right i I supported the president's decision um, to dip into our stocks of cluster munitions to make sure the ukrainians don't run out of 155 rounds during this counteroffensive. he has a plan we are on a path towards strengthening production here in the united states as well as in europe but i'll remind you the ukrainians are running through um, these artillery shells at an amazing rate they're firing six to eight thousand a day that's a million a year Um, we have to in the long run have a stronger industrial base one last point if i could brett um our nato partners 47 other countries around the world and our nato partners are supporting ukraine they've delivered in total about 72 billion in support military aid economic aid we've delivered about 77 billion in support we of course are the lead But many of the other countries in Europe are giving a higher percentage of their GDP to Ukraine. This is an all-in effort Um, that is one that I think is a result of real leadership here in the Congress on a bipartisan basis and by the president.
2: We've talked a number of times about working across the aisle, and you've highlighted that. For people at home who say this place is broken and it's all partisan, what do you say to them?
0: Well, I appreciate this opportunity, Brett, to, to showcase these things because several networks don't. They showcase the confrontation. It's more fun to, to follow. That said, Chris and I work on a number of things together, um, low-income housing reforms, for example. Um, I'd also just st- say that Chris and I um, pray together on Wednesday mornings at, at the bipartisan prayer breakfast, and at prayer breakfast. There's, there's a lot more unity than people get to see, and I appreciate the opportunity to highlight a little of it. We're praying that all works out. We'll continue right after this. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day, featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to FoxNewsPodcasts.com.
2: Africa has the largest mineral reserves in the world. China, as ascended Kramer, is already mining deals there.
0: Um, is that a national security concern for the U.S.? Well, it is a national security concern for a couple of reasons. The first being probably that a lot of those minerals are important in the fighting of uh, or defending of your country with munitions and weapon systems, things like that. Technologies that that are important, to all of that. But probably as important, if not more, is the fact that it's a critical supply chain to a growing economy. And anybody that can control those critical supply chains, whether it's critical minerals, energy, food, um, they have they have extra leverage uh, over us. And- and uh, and our allies senator coons is china winning this when it comes to like mining in africa or is the u.s competing
2: there
1: We are competing and competing robustly right now. China has a commanding position in the processing of rare earths and critical minerals. There are abundant supplies in North America, in countries that are our allies and partners like Canada, in Europe, in countries like Norway, Sweden, Finland. Uh, I recently was on a bipartisan trip with Senator Graham, Senator Menendez to visit Zambia, Botswana, South Africa, and the critical minerals that are available in Zambia and our relationship with Zambia was a key part of that trip in that conversation. I've supported the Development Finance Corporation, um, something President Trump signed into law, creating this new entity to help us compete with Chinese cheap finance, to help make possible the development of new mines, developed to higher labor standards that can allow countries in Africa that want to partner with us, to want to be part of our future supply chains, to have that choice it
2: seems like China's made this bet that it's, it's kind of an existential mission
1: on this mineral
2: mm-hmm. effort.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. But I think they've done the same with food. We've seen you know the, the, their attempts to buy up farmland and farm processing. North Dakota's a very good example, a recent example of that. And, uh, I, you know, they've been very clever in going after the things that are really, really well critical and these supply chains are are a major part of that and we have to we have opportunity now to respond but we have to do it quickly you
2: wrote an op-ed about uh, environmental impact of chinese manufacturing and china's rising emissions Mm -hmm. Uh, how does mining and the production using these
0: minerals create more pollution well it, it, exactly right because it's it's intense so when we talk about the carbon intensity of producing something it starts with the energy used to to mine things like minerals or for that matter any other fuel source and then how that fuel source is used but it, all of it is highly intensive pollution in china and it's much less intensive in the united states and with other friends and, and allies that, again that gets back to the prove it act and why we want to demonstrate this advantage that that the polluters have over those of us and the, and the fact of the matter is some people particularly on my side of the aisle they don't like the prove it act because they believe it leads to a domestic carbon tax i think the evidence would lead to exactly the opposite it'll demonstrate that our manufacturers and producers are already paying a carbon tax in compliance costs that our chinese counterparts and other countries are not on some of these mining projects anecdotally talking to ambassadors in these different countries
2: uh, senator coons you know they look at the money and they say it's tough to turn away from that but the Mm -hmm. chinese bring their own people Mm -hmm. into the project they're not using the local
1: that's people right. and it- the, the lack of skills transfer is one of the things that i hear uh, more african leaders and more african civil society leaders complain about than anything else the chinese are getting access to the natural resources and africans are not getting the skills the equity the opportunity that should come from development if we step up our game and provide the financing and the partnership I think you'll see most African countries would rather partner with the United States. Uh, But until recently, we just haven't been providing that opportunity. There is a new critical mineral strategy by the administration that's got bipartisan support using the Development Finance Corporation. In some countries, the Millennium Challenge Corporation that President Bush set up. These resources, these opportunities can help unlock the future for Africa both human skills, human development, and uh, development of their natural resources.
2: Senator Kramer, you're a member of the Armed Services Committee, and as hard as it is to believe, we're getting reports that China wants to mine on the moon. Right. And they're stepping up their outer space... My possibilities.
0: Well, another reason why we should never leave uh, certain territories, whether it's a, a poor country in Africa or, or the moon. And when we abandon areas, we leave them available to bad actors like China. And China steps in wherever they can, play by a different set of rules, if any rules at all. And, um, yeah, it is hard to believe. We need some new space law. We need some updated space law for sure as space becomes not only available for mining, but it's
1: really becoming a warfighting domain as well. It's going to be a space race for minerals now? That's entirely possible. Look, we need a dramatic increase in our ability to mine and process minerals, uh, both here in the United States and around the world, in places that are our friends and our allies. And that's something that I think we should be doing on a bipartisan basis, uh, permitting reform and investing more in the development of these critical minerals. Thank you, gentlemen. I
2: appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.
0: Kudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Kudlow podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.